Alright, hello, my name is Devin. I have some different names or stage names in essence. Names to live by, to exist most comfortably as myself. I suppose we are always trying to do so for others since we come to be due to others first. So I think it's kind of our collective, you know, pardon our individual duty as you're growing up to retain and hold on to those values that are imposed on you or you just soak up. You kind of can't help but be part of the culture at first before you start to really rebel, unless it's kind of wired into you. That is uh, all too common. So this is the pilot episode of the podcast I'd like to put out. I'm also videotaping this. Sorry. Uh, uh, I suppose YouTubing this. But to get back on about names, I was named Devin. Still am. But full disclosure, at 30, I'm out as a gay and transgender individual, and I'm still going by Devin. I have a legal given familial name that at this moment has currency. And so I have other names that serve me best depending on the circumstances I'm in. And I believe all people wish to become themselves in reality, but look and become elsewhere first. You can't help but take note of those things around you. And if there's lots of really strong personalities, usually your father, or if your mom's around the most, most likely your mom, those personalities are imposed on you most directly. Uh, you could have a lot of feminine personalities pushed on you if your dad's working a lot and you're just home with your mom and then with teachers, primarily your early teachers are women. So I think that, as, well, I'm not sure about the whole world, but an, a lot of the West, women are doing a lot of the educating, women are doing a lot of the child raising. You have to understand there's going to be an imbalance of feminine and masculine ideas out in society at any given time, just based on how the environment is composed for the human being. I happen to believe in a theory called or I subscribe to a theory called geographic determinization, whereas your environment, this is really used for history, where your environment, the, geogra the literal geography, where you live or where you are, seems to dictate the actions you will take. You're, say you're fated to be in this spot, geography, okay? So your actions are fated to be in part determined by that geography, geographical determination. So you could kind of say that certain geographical locations for a culture in time determined how it evolved into what it is. America is what it is because it is in where? America. So in that respect, people become what they are in part because of where they are who you are will be determined by where you come from. That seems to matter a lot. I think a lot on the big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? Does that matter? How valid is that? Is there God? These are all questions we can talk about and answer. Whether or not there's a specific one truth is something I'll have to get into later. On the subject of truth. But as for names, yes, I have a legal, familial name that has currency. So I still use it. Also, my name, Devin, kind of goes both ways. 
Um, yeah. Something of a patriot here. Hence the flag. <sighs> now, where are we? It seems that all people wish to become themselves in reality. But look and become elsewhere first. Both elsewhere and someone else they will become. They look away towards the neighbor, perhaps, and don't take care of themselves except to exist in the world, which is not essentially the same as navigating the world and existing as oneself instead in it. So one's understanding of the world is directly connected to one's understanding of oneself, and one understanding of oneself is connected with one's understanding of the world. It seems to be comprised. It's, there's a holistic... Is that the right word? Uh connection in all this it seems as if people we use god as a byword you know it's used to mean something it's all compressed in that three-letter word at least in english um i happen to believe that the word god means many things historically i'm You know, I'm backed up on that. But it's to my mind that God is meaning, purpose, value. I mean, so many of these things, so many values, so many purposes. God is a destiny. God is also the world. God is all things. God is all abstract. God is useful to describe all things at all times. God means universe. Universe could therefore mean God. It's an old term for old ideas which we have largely moved past in that discerning truth seems to have given birth. If, if Christianity was on to a claim about truth, so I'm not saying that Christianity is truth or its book is truth or God is truth. What I'm saying is that if as a faith, Christianity moved in a direction where honesty was of import and honesty to live in truth, perhaps. It's pretty potent. When I speak uh, truth to power, people get upset. <laughs> That's what I found out. Like when I, when I, when I when I uh when I stick it to people, and I'm not casual about it. I'm you know I'm pretty serious. Not everyone likes it. <laughs> like I get people at work who are uh yeah they don't like what I say, but they'll respect that I say it and that I like. I I I appreciate those others who don't quite get it yet. I hope, uh, but that they don't hate on me. That they respect that what I'm saying is honest. I respect them for that. I like those that can listen. It seems the whole country is really big on not listening right now. That we're very all interested in uh, attacking each other. Hating on each other. I think about how divisive this whole nation is. How many mentalities, tribal mentalities, create a divisiveness across the entire landscape of this nation. I happen to believe that one hallmark 
saying in the Bible is to be fruitful. And it seems as if denying the genuine connections between human beings is denying that aspect of the uh, Christian tradition out of the Bible. But I mean, that's just one faith. It's a dominant faith here in America. But it's uh, that's just one. It's just one. I don't got a big beef against religions or faith-based groups used to, but I've evolved in a long way over time. At 30, a whole lot of things changed. Um, if I may, let's see if I can pick up and move forward. That's it. That's it. Navigating the world. Ideally, becoming one with the world. The world becoming one with you. To perhaps understand this and exist betwixt and between. To not be what one was. To understand that one will become. And that one's existence in the moment seems to be a transient state between what is before and what is to be. One should strive for a liminal state. One's fluid existence between the world and the body. That one is of the world, one is the world, world is in one. Literally, you... Entropy got me really interested very early on in life. I think I learned it second or third grade. Watched some bogus scientific video that a teacher put in to kill 30 minutes. Anyways. Understanding entropy then allowed me to understand that dead, dying, decaying things were food, energy for other systems. That there were systems. I mean, that wasn't explained until much later. But the systems that exist energize life on this world. To die is to live again. And to live again is to die. I'm not sweating dying. It's I figured that out a while back. And for a long time, I'll be straight and honest here, I desperately desire to die. But I think a lot of people go through that and live with that continuously for years even. And you think about all the you know, fantastic people who live today with everything, and it doesn't change that. It, it probably compounds their issues, that they can have so much, they can achieve so much that they may not have. And then they still want to die, or they still want to end, or they still want things to go bad, or things stay bad. If there's a negative aspect in your life that you allow to persist, it'll only persist. And when things go mostly well and go better continually, but you allow that negative aspect to kind of, um, it's kind of cling on, you know, just never get away. You never get away from some things, some things you can definitely destroy. Um, that's a good example of that. Returning to the world, growing as an individual. Uh, I'm thinking of the doors, the end. 
kill your father and fuck your mother. I think seeing more to the world lies somewhere in there. I think in returning to the world somewhere in that. It's somewhere in absolving yourself of your past and destroying what lies in your way to obstruct you from the future, in part. Yeah. It seems that to understand truth, one must give up. One must sacrifice. Is that not why Oedipus takes out his eyes? The one who sacrifices one's eye is the one who takes on the power of truth. I mean, I'm, I've lit. my last name is Guerrero, but I'm pretty damn white. In fact, the kids that I grew went to school with, I was whiter than most of them, looked at least, but my last name meant I was a brown person. True story. Hashtag 90s Huntington. I... And so people might wonder, well, would you sacrifice to get your truth or the truth that you know and have come to understand and purport to, to believe as the truth, the truth? I tend to feel that I'm this white folk kind of person. Got to go to school, came from a middle class family. You, you take off all the boxes. I had you know, most of them, not all. And home life was nothing to be pleased with. But I, I should have some level of success. A ton of really difficult things landed on my plate in my uh, late teens and 20s. And I got through it. And it, it's, you know, I'm the person I am today because of that hardship. In fact, I want to say that people, by and large, are most incredible when they persist when they don't give up or they're being crushed and they find a way to survive survival seems to make the strongest people seems to me some of the strongest it seems that other people get crushed and they're damaged moving on uh that's unfortunate happens too often and is still something we can't avoid and even help those who are damaged i'm thinking of those on the streets right now uh but others they they thrive on competition, on survival. They, you'll, you'll throw a whole damn mountain on top of them and they'll be fine. I'm not Atlas, but I wish to put the whole world on my shoulders. That's the type of person that I had a mind to be and have become that I seem to wish to take on difficulty because that was admirable and what was admirable would how people thought well of you how people thought well of you was the reason why people then seemed to want you to be in power and that's something i was in tune with since a child power my parents had it somehow very early on the nuances of power and power relations seemed to stand out to me that I had no power, that they had power, was completely evident to me from a very early age. And as I grew older, I seemed to understand more, seemed to understand people. And when I found an, 
a writer who seemed to really, really be in tune with the effects of power on and through the body. Um, that got me hooked. And so I'm a big proponent of Nietzschean texts, of the writer Friedrich Nietzsche. And while at college, I got a little bit of an ex not super extensive dive, but a decent dive into his philosophy. And then after college, I pursued his philosophy as far as I could. And I continually check back in to see how the me I am now is taking on the information because I've gotten more out of every reading. And a reading that I, where I got one meaning out of it, I got a second meaning out of it. And I realized that you can read this to have multiple meanings. And that, in fact, he seemed to write a lot of his works to have multiple meanings. And discerning which one you were to pick up on is part of his writing, part of your reading. That to write books to make a higher type of being, you'd have to create... Like, um, like an accreditation. You'd have to bet that so many people aren't going to get it. I mean, this is not for the masses, even though the masses should be constructed to take on this form of difficulty. That they should essentially be able to become more. Is it enough just to survive? I don't believe so. I think that all the things we do day to day, social media work, all the you know, daily repetitious bullshit, it's largely not important. It's not anything of great note. Maybe your job is really important. I don't know. But Speaking truth, living with truth, being honest. It doesn't mean you can never tell a lie. That's not exactly what I'm trying to say. Be honest to mean never tell a lie. That's not what I'm saying. It's living in honesty, living in truth. I'm not saying you can't tell your kid Santa Claus is real. That's not what I mean. If you think that, you're mistaking me. What I'm saying is... That you, the inner you, the human being, that what lies inside yet cannot be seen until you become who you are. That's what I mean. To live in truth. You are more than what you appear to be. That there is the you you see in the mirror and there is the you inside. Are you in connection with yourself? Do you know yourself? Do you know what or who you are? I think most people don't. And interestingly, transgender individuals are probably more in touch with this than most others. A lot of people don't become who they are, period. Many become who they are over the course of their life. You know, they go through their youth, a childhood adolescence, young adult, adult, having relationships, getting your heart broken, stomped on, getting married, having kids, hopefully that works out. That uh, Working, having kids for most people is really stressful, difficult, and is a form of survival all on its own. It's no easy thing. Everybody does it, but it's no easy thing. 
But even then, going through all that experience, some people never self-reflect. They go through the day-to-day and they need alcohol, drugs, religion. Religion, I you know, it's not a drug. I think drug is a very interesting word in itself. It's a definition which is kind of very negative. Isn't it interesting that most drugs are kind of medicine? They're therapeutic. Or if you want to justify a negative drug, or sorry, a drug with a negative connotation, because it's a drug. You have to call it medicine. Like marijuana was medicine before it was legal. Also, I'm a big proponent of grass. It's going to take away a lot of your daily pain. Brave New World comes to mind. Nothing like Soma. That's more like a serum, I would say. Like a psychedelic THC serum. Um, side note, everyone, this is a podcast. I know for those watching. And so it's for me to hit about 20 plus minutes at this point after only getting through like a paragraph of my notes is really nice. I wrote, I'm a, I used to write in college. Very few things I was pleased with because I felt like time really constrained me. But I first started writing this whole thing like like a lecture slash paper, like a, a historical, you know, just segments, just segments, break, break, break. And to get to 20 minutes on just the first one is something I'm pleased with. So I'd like to kind of finish up with becoming who you are, and I'm going to probably come back to that, no doubt, throughout this. I think it was a big topic on my mind when I was drafting this. All right. An alternate type to oneself is always being constructed by the others around oneself long before one begins to learn one may build oneself for oneself. Now, to be of such a type and not serve oneself through others, but serve oneself and oneself alone, the individual, I mean, this is the I and the first step towards something more in oneself and then others. Now, to boil that down, it is our nature, our intuition to help other human beings. And yet this desire to run away to others seems to, it's a forgetfulness about taking care of yourself. You need others to survive. We're a social being. And yet we can and are meant to be able to live alone. We are individual beings. The leader type is an individual, even though they live in the community. That the leader must be an individual first before they are a leader, I would argue. That there's something in them that stands out that allows them to lead. And that some of them have a greater sense for it than others. So some people know they're different, but themselves are kind of, they're, they're locked in there. They're, they're kind of, they're way down. Not in the gut. I mean, they're in. They're in you somewhere. Um, one of the best ways I can relate that is by looking at 
a particular music artist, David Bowie. I, there's this particular interview, documentary, Cracked Actor, I believe, where he's, I think post-show, he's just talking, and he's describing how he was killed after the whole Ziggy thing, and he had done a character before and the characters after. It seemed, I think he stated that, you know, he was killing off the characters. The characters were a means to be, to exist, to transmit. But, you know, becoming who you are. You, and he described it as being, I was way down there. That's how I, I remember it. And that's part of what I took away and understood and collated with other information. And so that's what I kind of mean. You can find yourself in others and be served by that. You can find yourself in yourself and be served by that. But generally, it's a mix of the two. I became who I am in touch with myself in several different ways. And I think I'm very willing to explain them. But I think I'll, I'll cap on that for now and proceed. What seems to be most important is that you can't run away from yourself and you do live in a world of otherness. Other people seem to be unavoidable. You come from them. They seem to exist. You can't get away realistically. You can get off the grid, but that's just off the grid. Other people aren't going away. That many peoples in society believe in overcoming themselves through first recognizing the herd presence and group think nature of culture, and then in discerning the presence within, deep within. I think solitude, prayer, these things which crop up in religion and cults of all natures, they seem to... Forgive the coffee, that's not a bell, people. Ah, that's that bulletproof stuff, yo. Hashtag coffee. It does seem that religions and cults very often promote internal reflection. Now, are you really speaking to God when you pray? Or are you making a connection with yourself using God as a byword? Using God as a way to relate yourself to the outside world and your oneness with it? If you're one with God and God is one with the world, are you not one with the world and God through God? Is the world not God? Are you not part of God yourself? Is God not all things, all peoples, in all time? These are the kind of thoughts that I heard pushed very early on in life. And in society, growing up in SoCal, in my adolescent teen years. There's a lot of folks who, who, who subscribe to that good old-fashioned Bible. And they love it. They love it. I don't hate them for that. I just happen to not believe when they start attacking who you'd think that they'd try and convert. You know, that's... I don't know. I like the conversion deal. 
proselytizing is, uh... I suppose I'd want all Christians just to be honest about it, but they come in so many types, you can't really, you know... Where's the bullseye? Where's the fundamental, ideal Christian that you can, you know, get in touch with and talk to? Jeezy Creasy's long gone, and I don't know if any Christian is Christian. I mean, isn't he not some sort of superhuman? He's a superhero. He's basically a comic book hero. Comic book heroes are a rip or riff on great men in history like Jesus. Jesus is kind of a the word metahuman. He's more. You know, he's the ideal type. If he's actually real, who knew? I mean, historically, Jesus would have been just another Jew. I took a comparative religion course, kind of addressing the three Abrahamic faiths, and to historically look at the time of Jesus and his crucifixion. Pontius Pilate, it was probably killing a lot of people every month. I'm, to, to say that Jesus Christ was anything special, people were rabble-rousing all year round, probably, all the time. I mean, oppression didn't stop. Oppression occurred every day from the Roman legions, no doubt. And those uh, peoples that were making trouble for Herod, or whoever else, whatever Jewish monarch was working in hand with the Roman peoples, legions. No, I, I happen to think that most people who subscribe to a faith know much less about it than they say. Like, very often you'll see on like a critical talk show where someone who's atheist, perhaps, hits someone religious with, oh, but you know, this is in the Bible, you know. And when the atheist seems to know the Bible better than the Christians and they really rip you live, it's it's impressive. How come you could come out with this old antiquated book and try and rip up culture today based on these very old ideas and yet not know them well yourself? I mean, you can translate that crap a lot of different ways. It has been translated. The Bible wasn't written in English. It was moved over several languages, decided on by a bunch of men, and disseminated from Latin to other languages besides. It seems that the Bible and Christianity is an evolving religion and has the potential to be something quite more and quite more beneficial. And I wonder if we could do right by all human beings of the world if someone could do that. That's, from a young age, that's all I wish to see happen in the world for things just to get better for all peoples. I think I meant to make a point about this, that 
I was young, growing up, white with, no, seemingly white with most things in my pocket. But it turns out that for all these reasons that people didn't like me, it turns out because I was gay and transgender in a community where that's abnormal or just looked down on, disliked, uh, 90s Huntington is very homophobic, and I'd argue that it's a transphobic place as well. (sighs) But growing up with hardship, both for being gay and not realizing it, and growing up with dysphoria and not understanding it, and then growing up with racism, for being Mexican, growing up with all the petty hardships that children and adults put on you, I understood very early on the fairness of the golden rule. Treat others like you would like to be treated. I still subscribe to that. I think that's a beautiful saying. I think that's probably one of the most right things any religions could get down is treat people like you would wish to be treated. And think about how you can come to love another human being for them being your child, for them being your partner, for them being your mother or father, for them being your brother or sister, for them being this incredible and amazing friend in your life. Is that not a great way to treat people this love that you seem to be able to give them it's not just willing it seems like you are able now there's yes there's plenty who do not and culture has a huge impact on that but if you can have that kind of heart to treat others in that way to love others seems only right that you would wish to be therefore loved in turn, to be treated that way. It seems then that some people have this momentous, huge heart, or a capacity to have a huge heart that is always overspilling, overflowing, always moving towards a future becoming. And you begin to see kind of where I come from. I happen to believe that all human beings are in a place of becoming, that we all exist in a potential, a potential to be and to be better. That perfection is a realization. It's not a state. I think you can arrive at a perfect state, one's perfect state. It's individualistic. And I think that comes in one's becoming. I'll probably touch on that at a later point. So, religion seems to allow you to overcome yourself. It seems best to treat others like you would wish to be treated.
So it seems perhaps that religion imposed moral organization on peoples as they developed from pre blah, sorry, pre-moral times to the present. And some things seem very obtuse. And you can, I have, what was it? I think I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast and someone was on maybe Sam Harris? I don't know. They were talking about two tribes in Africa that just because of their markings, that's why they're different. And they hate each other. Absolutely hate each other. Kill each other. Awful violence. Look the same, except for tribal markings. Seems that people just want to as much take care of and potentially love each other. There's other situations where they will be turned to other forms of survival that they may not have a type of religion that pushes that type of community which desires love, which purports to support love, which allows for the type of love that you find in a figure like, if I may, Jesus Christ. Hence, why we call him, I suppose, metahuman. He... In dying for the world, Jesus, the Son, becomes who he is. Knowing your future state and staying in that mode of becoming still. That's heroic. That is being honest with yourself and living in truth. I'd argue that. That's good stuff. Oh, goodness. If fortunate, one is made aware of one's deeper self through literature or various new forms of media available expounding the spirit or the soul. I tend to like the soul over the spirit, just in terms of terminology. But maybe that's because I grew up Roman Catholic. I think both can mean the same thing. They are interchangeable. We have to be very careful with meaning, though. I know I'll say a lot of things on this podcast that people won't get or misinterpret and be based on meaning. If I may, I'm very open-minded, and I'd love to just talk about what things mean, what they can mean. Can the truth be many things? Yes. If you can understand that, understand that you might have a reason to to break bread with me. I guarantee you that someone who, who doesn't like me for some very base reasons will find all sorts of uh, cause to attack me and hate me and, oh, you said this, that, and the other. Get fucking real. If anything... We should all be able to talk to each other. The fact that we don't is really laughable. America right now seems like a a closed, a fenced-in kindergarten playground. That's how I see America. Goddamn ridiculous. Now, I don't mean to demean everybody. 
But so long as you subscribe to a tribe, you are one of them. You are the herd, the masses, right? You don't want to be that. Come on. Come on. Who wants that? I don't want that. That doesn't work. All right. Where are we at? But to say that people need to get over their tribal differences is another issue entirely because, if I may, it's not made prevalent in society that we should all know something about everything. That's something you kind of figure out along the way. Think about public school in general across America. They're not teaching you what you should know. They're teaching you what they should be teaching you if you are to be a productive worker, if you are a cog that fits in a machine. Other machines require more work, hence junior college and college so you can be more functional in a system that exists i mean it's not until you're a young adult that you generally figure out that oh shit i didn't even have to do that and this is kind of going back to when you're young and people are developing you in power it just these are things you figure out if you're fortunate so it seems that fate has a big hand in all this because you don't choose your parents. Holy shit. <sighs> but at least they make you who you are. And if you're quite fortunate, fate deals you a hand where you get to become who you are. Or they might create someone who illuminates existence and life and the potential being, happiness and love in life in becoming who you are once you get figured out a lot of anxiety in life seems solved it's figured out it's no longer bothering you when i came out and figured out primarily what was obstructing my life yeah there's still things that i let get to me and i'm continuously working on overcoming those things every day but when i figured out Clearly, yes, I'm gay. I figured out clearly I'm transgender. That was such a aware moment. It seemed like I was hyper aware. I, I seemed to almost become high without being high because I seemed to somehow deep down figure out this fundamental truth about myself. And oh my goodness, I sat on that for a while and I, I went back over so many things in my life that then made sense. Because, holy shit, look at that. Look at this. Look at these things that you did, what you went through. Look at how other people abused you in society because you were different and they knew it and you didn't. I wonder if most of society is always feeling negative or in the mud in the morass. You know, up to their shoulders and shit. Because they haven't figured out who they are. Today, now, I'm kind of floating right above 
this sea of shit that everyone else seems to be sunken into. And I know that's quite a vision. In fact, let me flesh that out. I'm going to make a small point here. Imagine that the psychic landscape of our world is, let's just imagine a flat earth. Not for real, just imagine a flat plane of existence. And what it is, is, pardon me, it is a giant, I want to say sea, but you know, it, uh, there might be a bottom in there somewhere. Uh, it's a sea of shit, literally. Um, I'm not joking. As I'm describing it, imagine a flat earth perspective where you seem to be sunken into so much of a level of shit. That sounds nauseating because when you, you say that, then you, you think that. When you think that, that smell, you know, memory, huh, not pretty. So when I talk about that, you, know, you might feel kind of nauseous. You might feel like, ooh, that, oh my God, I just got out of the bathroom, right? That's kind of so, like, I said that someone wants and they kind of looked sick after a moment. Uh, so we're thinking of this flat earth. And think of your body and those around you so much distance from you and sunken into their shit to such a degree. Now, if I could give an example to compare others to me and therefore show you and yourself your relation to other people in this example. When you're growing up, you don't realize things are as bad as they are. But let's say for myself, I discover that my dad is realistically someone who never figured out, never figured out who he was. He never, he, he went through all the things that someone can go through and still miss figuring yourself out. He's a lifelong alcoholic. I don't think it's strictly family related. I think it's very much related to unhappiness. What is unhappiness? You could call it a side effect of depression. Go hand in hand. They mean different things. I'm not trying to use a dictionary and screw you with it. What I'm trying to say is a lot of people are in pain because they're in life but life isn't figured out and what they're living with because of not having figured life out, it's just life has becomes awful for them. And so it can become just bearable if you add a few things to your life. Look back on 50s America. Housewife maintained two and a half kid household uh, Bobby and Sally went to school, had combed over hair, brushed out hair, nice clothes, pressed clothes. Man came home, had a drink and dinner waiting for him. Now, my dad didn't grow up with a perfect version of that, but he essentially grew up with that. First son, only son out of five kids. He's the oldest kid. He is a boomer. He got a taste of the middle class life from the 50s. It's weird to say it, 
But just like the president, my dad is a 50s guy. So, fast forward to 1990 Huntington Beach, and I've got countryside kind of values from 50s America growing up in this household in 90s Huntington Beach, Southern California. Very peculiar set of values. But growing up, I eventually get to the point where I realize that this whole person who my father is, he's incredibly depressed. And that people probably to excess take on a lot of negative things in their life. I think people destroy their bodies and minds through overeating, destroying your body and mind through eating bad food, destroying your body and mind through certain substances. See, drugs, that bad word. Medicine can be taken in excess. People call it a drug. They say you're addicted, then you're in trouble. Right? Society hates on you for different reasons. I also want to say that when people hate on you, you tend to react in one of two ways. You aim to better yourself and not be hated. Or what otherwise happens is people tend to continue doing negative activity even though it you get hate for it because you seem to then internally recognize that you did it and you say, yeah, I did do that. Huh. God damn, have I met so many human beings that live that way. Managers at my work, a lot of former managers at my work that I've met. The president, my dad. Hundreds of others that I've just met. People, they, 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 they go one of two ways on this. I think a good example in culture would be someone even my dad can kind of look up to in his youth. James Morrison. If you read his biography, and you just know enough about him socially, he was a person who seemed to relish living in the hate, living in the like uh, he he became a drunk. He became something hateful. It was, and a lot of people do that. They they seem to live in the negative aspects of being. Which, to be honest, can also create some incredible poetry. That those who hurt or are in pain seem to have a lot to say in life. And you look at certain musical artists, I think uh, a more modern version could be Amy Lee from Ev- uh, pardon, Evanescence. She figures life out. Her music changes. Some people don't like that. I don't hate. So, whatever. You do you, boo. But that's an example. If Morrison had figured his shit out, kind of gone off that... Like, at the point where, like, your girl is fucking other dudes, and you have to live with it, and you're drinking your life into the dumps. It's completely self-destructive, but somewhere in there, past all the pain... 
there is beauty. I think there can be a lot of clarity because of pain where you come into touch with a lot of really heavy emotions. And because of that, these passions, you can make art. Really gorgeous art. And I think in the same way, what can at first appear painful or disgusting or not right for whatever reason can in turn become beautiful. And you might see what you call garbage or pornography, pretty much. You can see it in a new way, in a new point of view as art. Music that is not accepted in its time becomes accepted in its time because the culture that was fades away. Simply by being, something makes a statement, and things which cannot fight adequately against it fade away and die. If they're fortunate, they become a synthesis with the new way. All systems are born and begin to fail over time. Revolution occurs on purpose. It's all systems devolve. All systems are fated to be destroyed, whether safely or unsafely. I I think democracy is great because it is a semi-legitimate fair way of transmitting power. I think it's hacked a lot, true democracy, where we're all equals, that would be an ideal. But we're not there yet. We'd have to work towards it. Pardon me. Oh, I'm hashtag blessed to have that coffee. I got sidetracked. But I'll probably come back to it. Okay. That's right. We're only built to be working machines. We're not built to be human beings. You figure an opportunity to do that later in life after you're done being spat out of the factory, the education factory. There's so many things to do, services to perform that create power. Money is a liquid form of power. Uh, There's so many things that create power. It really is difficult to create systems which get away from that, which seem to only do good. Nonprofits are impressive in that they can aim to do good with excess power. When you donate $5 to whatever, and some philanthropist donates millions, in both ways it's excess. You donate because you don't need it and you might make a sacrifice I have so much but I'm going to sacrifice give up what I need make do with less and having less I feel good giving up When you have very little, what you can give up is yourself. 
who you are as a human being. I told someone very recently at work, and I work for the Cheesecake Factory, that wasn't stated in any previous videos or any other previous uh, material that you took to get here. But this person was just, they weren't exactly in a good spot. They're, they're by nature a yes person. This person, they seemed shocked when at, after I listened to them for a minute. When I was telling them, I want you to think about doing now, to think on doing what is best for you. Not the work you, what you're doing here. What is what you, you yourself, what you need, what you're describing. No one's taking care of you. You're taking care of other people. You're thinking on other people. You're doing other things. You're saying yes to everyone. I think you're most poised to be one of the best types of people. Figuring yourself out is probably one of the hardest things to do in life, but I don't think anyone straight out says, hey, do this. It kind of happened to me due to fate. I hit my head against the wall a lot of times before I sidestepped and kind of figured things out. You have to keep trying. You have to overcome yourself. It's it's shocking, perhaps, to realize that you can become more. And some people, they're just, they're so damn set on not changing. I had a boss that was really big on that. Always made a case to be who they were, to not feel bad for the way they felt. I say a lot of times I'm beyond good and evil. This person felt justified beyond good and evil. That because they could use power to perform negative acts, that they were justified in doing so. They are, yes. However... Here's the caveat. How effectively you do your job. You can see that as a point of view. Oh, is this effective over this? Depends on the point of view. But if I may, if, if you are... If your success in what you do evens out the negative things you do, then the negative things you do are validated. You applied power in a negative manner, success resulted thereof. It only works so long as that happens. When your results are not the just result of you applying power in a negative part of matter, then you're screwed. The final solution would have worked for the Third Reich had they won. I mean, even if it was more like an armistice and the news came out later, they would have failed long term because 
not only did you do that, but we're going to 